I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. This is a Bandit Radio production. On this episode of One Team, One Podcast, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Zach Von Rosenberg. Welcome back, guys, to One Team, One Podcast. This is Matt, and I'm here with Jack. How's it going, Jack? Going great. Episode 26. 26. We did this earlier. John uh, Battle. John Battle. Ronald Martin. Uh, uh, Richard Murphy. Richard Tamper. Yes. I was gonna, Got it. I was going to steal it from you. Um, all right, <laughs> guys, we have a great episode tonight. We have Zach Von Rosenberg, the current LSU punter, is going to be joining us uh, today, and we're really excited about Zach coming on. Um, what's going on right now? We have uh, Top 25 came out today, right? Yeah, Top 25 came out. So it's, give, me they, the, give me the story on that. They, they went ahead and included all the – all the uh, not playing teams, which is great. Love that. That makes everything fun for everybody. Yep. You know, because then everyone who is playing has all these teams in their top 25 who aren't playing, and everyone who's not playing is reminded that they're not playing. So good job, AP. Y'all, y'all did great. Yeah. Love right. y'all. You, I, um, I hate the AP poll with all my life. I wish they just would stop. Ranking. I wish a people would stop doing rankings forever. <sighs> that would be great. I mean, they have to have something to, to yeah. talk about. Just let um, ESPN put up some crap, and then no one will listen to it. Well, so, all right. I know you don't like the fact that they um, they ranked the teams that aren't going to be playing, correct? Yeah. Um, and you feel like they were just kind of appeasing those teams to kind of keep them in the... But it's like, who are you appeasing? Basically, I, to kind of give no a credence to enough. give a credence to Ohio State, like basically, it, it's not Ohio State's fault, and it's not those kids' yeah, fault, right? That's fair. That's a good point. Um, that's so I point. think that has to be the reason why that yeah. they're doing something but like that. But why wouldn't they have just released two then, and just you like know, one that's playing and one's non-playing? Like this is our, <laughs> this would be our preseason poll if we would have just done it if everything was normal when okay. nothing weird was going on, and then here's our AP poll. With what's actually going on. So, what do you do? You think after the first week, you're going to see those teams completely gone? They got to. I, I I saw so many people that were like, "Oh, so once Clemson loses a game, Ohio State's number one in the country." Like, no, obviously they're going to take them out. They're not playing games. You don't think somebody's still going to vote Ohio State in there? Oh, this is vo- writers. That's true. This is the AP poll. Yeah. Oh God! See, I hate <laughs> the AP poll, man. I mean, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, like. College football playoff. Uh, there's is going gonna be, to be people that go through Ohio State's schedule and be like, "Yeah, no, Ohio State would have won this week by 40 points." Right. They would have been a complete team. It's it to me is the whole the whole season is going to be so much fun. Yeah. It, everything about this season is going to be a blast, and I don't think people have still gotten their head around it yet. Yeah. That is just. I mean, this is about to be the best season you've ever had in your life. I'm yeah. 41. This is going to be the best college football season I've ever seen. If it's we can play, it's going to be the most storyline filled. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. And there's so many like differences of this year compared to others. Like, 
we're playing all SEC schedule for crying out loud. I mean, you've already seen it. When have they ever done an announcement of the schedule on SEC Network primetime? I don't know, but they should do it every year. They should. This is like <laughs> this is opening up all the all the possibilities of what this could be, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And oh man, this is gonna be the best. Yeah. So we have football this weekend, by the way. Oh, Central yeah. Arkansas, Austin P. Austin P. What's the line? I want to know what the line. I don't is. know. I don't know. I'm going big on Central Arkansas. I'll take. I'll take the. I'll take the dog. You're gonna take the dog. Whoever the dog is, I'll take him. I don't know, man. Central Arkansas. Is, they bring him back a lot this year. This life's too short to bet the under. So. No, that's true. No, you always go over. Yeah, always go over. Always go over. That's, I, I well, when we get the when we get the line, I need to get with the guys at out the box because they do their. Um, the house is always right yeah. uh, segment. We need to get with them on this one. We do. And we'll we see do. if we can get like a, a friendly podcast wager. Um, again, guys, um, big shout out to courtesy automotive group, courtesy Buick GMC, Brandon Lejeune. They've been big supporters of our podcast guys. Uh, check out Brandon on our Facebook page. I will post his, um, his profile on there. Give him a like and a follow. Also give uh, courtesy a follow. He posts deals all the time over there in Lafayette, um, but he can also work a deal f- for you while you're either in Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, anywhere. Um, but he can also deliver a car to you. So perfect way to do business right now in the corona, the coronavirus days. Um, so give Brandon a follow. We really appreciate them supporting us. We have a new sponsor coming. I won't yeah. give the details yet, mm-hmm. but um, very excited. I know, I know him very well. Uh, we'll give those details. Can I give a little hint? Sure. Uh, it's, it, it would it would give it away. Never mind. Okay. No, we're not gonna do it. Um, we are the Cur Dog sponsor, though. So. We are the official sponsor of Cur Dog football. So we will possibly have uh, the Bazil High School. Um, they are the Bearcats, if I remember right. Oh, uh, so we're gonna have them on soon as we're well. We're just giving it away. We're giving away the Bearcats. Get it? <laughs> Um, all right, so we have Zach Von Rosenberg on the line, guys, and he is going to be joining us. Say hello to Zach. Hey, Zach, thanks for coming on with us, man. We know uh, you guys were just getting out of practice, so we really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to jump right into a question for you, okay? Um, Miles Brennan, all right? So we've we've heard a lot of national talk about Miles Brennan, and this is what we hear a lot of times, that he, he cannot compare to a Joe Burrow. He, you know, he's not at that same level. Uh, just think of a guy that maybe has just a strong arm but doesn't have any accuracy. Um, what, do you, what are you seeing as far as the accuracy goes, Zach? Because um, to me, it was the accuracy and the decision-making that kind of put Joe Burrow on a different level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even though his arm wasn't as strong. Well, now you got somebody with a stronger arm, um, and if he can show that kind of accuracy and decision-making, obviously the sky's the limit. Right, and yeah, that's that's the side of the game that uh, that Miles I think has had enough time to grow. At. And like I said, he got to witness Joe and how he did it, and he can watch Joe's film because we're going to run the same type of offense, and that's going to be we're going to see whether or not he's made that growth jump pretty quickly uh, here in the season. We have some big games early in the year, and um, 
we'll, we'll see if, if Miles has made those steps. And I think, I think he has. I'm seeing him at practice, and he's making, you know, throws that he, you know, young Miles might not have made. Um, and the, the touch is getting there. And, and the biggest issue for him was uh, allowing himself to just be him, not feel like he has the weight of the world because Joe Burrow just threw for 60 touchdowns. We don't need another Joe Burrow. We just need Miles to be Miles. And that's, that's something I, I keep telling him. I, I told him all offseason, it's Miles season. I text him that all the time. He'll probably, hmm. he might bring it up. But I would text him, you know, not every day, but pretty regularly. It's Miles season, early in the morning, lunchtime, whatever. Um, and I'd spell season S-Z-N instead of spelling it That's out. how the but kids do it. That's how the yeah, kids basically, do it. Yeah, right. Basically, you know, just telling him that, that every day he needs, to, he needs to know that it's his – his job to lose at this point and because he's paid his dues he's been here the longest he knows the offense he's you know he's got the ability he's got the talent um i believe he's got the you know the formula yeah we've lost coaches and whatnot but steve Ensminger's still here he's still a great coach and and miles I, he's got all the tools man he's got everything he needs you know and that and that reflects in the heisman trophy odds that's why he's third because he has all yeah. the tools to do it it's just a matter of going out and doing it so. Yeah, it, it almost feels like so the national. I say that it's it's usually guys on Twitter that are running these yeah. little uh, either they either have little podcasts like us or they have um, college football hype uh, accounts yeah. things like that. They'll say things about LSU where well we were just talking about it. We've heard we've heard a seven and three prediction and a six and four prediction within the last week for LSU, and I'm like, you guys just don't know what we have coming here yeah um and they also don't know the scheme they think that joe brady with him leaving um that that was the end all be all to the lsu offense and we're a one-hit wonder i swear that's kind of what the the attitude is you see it with um with a slinger over there and we know that he was the offensive coordinator the whole time but a lot of people still say oh well you're replacing your offensive coordinator, and they have no idea that Brady wasn't the offensive coordinator. He came in and he he brought in a great scheme, um, but we're still running the same scheme. Is that right? Right, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. it's so basically we were going to have athletes all over the field, um, and I think this is and I've trust me, I I grew up in the uh, Curly Hallman era and all that, so I'm familiar with LSU uh, in the dog days, and um, we've always wanted athletes in space we have all the athletes in the world and so now we finally have all the athletes in space and we just need a guy that can get them the ball um you feel like we have that i'm sure right yeah our our skill positions are always ridiculous it's like i'm just like dude if i was that guy man i'd be like you see you see how raw like how much raw talent so many of these young freshmen have and you're just like man I, and then you have people like eric gilbert it's like yeah history doesn't need to go to college he could go to the league right now <laughs> It's, it's, so, it's so tell us a little bit about that like who's who's striking your eye i know you just said eric gilbert but give us maybe an example i, of I don't want to give too much insight because i want people to be a surprise especially since we're only playing 10 games we don't want but I'll, i mean I, everybody knows eric is a freak yeah. uh, and then obviously jamar he had a record-breaking season last year but i don't want to i don't want to give up too many freshmen because we don't want people to know they're coming you know what i mean and that's i feel like uh that's something coach o would harp is like you know, we want to gather as much information and give out nothing, you know. I, and, I love uh, that. And it's almost like, you know, what a, what, what a great position for the, the best college football team in the history. 
in 2019 to come off to an off season and now you're being downplayed going into 2020, right? Don't you you just said that yourself. You love that, right? No, oh, yeah, that's that's honestly that's you're like a I don't even know. You're 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 gonna punch somebody in the mouth and they're not ready for it because they have no idea what's coming. You know, is the yeah. team feeling that right now? Yeah, I mean. It's it's kind of a weird we're we're in like a weird practice schedule right now just because of the NCAA twenty hour rule right now because it's not like a tr- traditional camp but once we really gear things up we also didn't have full contact practice until today today was our first one okay. and we even kind of like took it easy just because of some things going on but um, I think next week and then obviously we'll be indoors because of the rain coming up but I think next week we'll really take it to the next level in terms of uh, you know full contact and whatnot. Um, but, uh, I mean, shoot, I, I think we're practicing well. We have, they, we had the swagger that we had last year. We had the players, you know, we have Stingley still, we sat, we still have Jamar chase. I mean, honestly, they're the two best players of their position and what more could you ask for? And then like, obviously miles is walking into a like, if you're a quarterback, what would you, what, what other team would you rather be walking into in terms of players that you, you, you know, tools you have Terrace Marshall, right. uh, Jamar chase, like, oh, please like, <laughs> I want to be the quarterback. Right. Um, yeah. So you have these veteran guys. You, What's that? You're not allowed, you're not allowed to you're be the quarterback. To We've already made I know. it. I know. I know. Not, no plant in my feet. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, question about Miles Brennan. Does he know about his nickname, um, the Slim Reaper? I will ask him at dinner after this. <laughs> Please do, and, um, and we'll get him a T-shirt. Cause we've made one uh, for the slim reaper. Uh, I should have worn it. Didn't even think about it. Should have worn it for this, uh, but we'll get him one. It has um, the 15 on the back it's got his right? 15 on it and everything. We'll get you. We'll, we'll make one for you, Zach. What's your nickname around, uh, around the team? Uh, do I really need to say it? <laughs> grandpa. Grandpa. Oh, the old man, the grandpa. <laughs> oh, perfect. I got a t-shirt coming. No, I know. I, I said that because I'm tired of like, it's so funny. Some of the young guys don't know it, but I, I've kind of like I, that's why I stay clean shaven all the time, so nobody knows. Because then when you get that, well, you yeah, had the mustache years. last year. I did. I did for a little while, and I had to get rid of it. It, it lost its swagger. <laughs> we Auburn played us too close. So I had to get rid of it. Oh, yeah. I actually really like that. That was fun. Yeah, well, yeah, Miles can't grow facial hair, correct? Uh, yeah, I can grow a little peach fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing crazy. <laughs> um. All right, so old man. Any other old man jokes that the team gives you right now? Uh, like AJ, what's the best one you've heard? I don't know. There's always snarky ones. I ignore them at this point. Uh, <laughs> some are funny. A- AJ, one of our backup walk-on quarterbacks, he's got, he, he used to have some good ones. I, I don't know any off the top of my head. Um, I can't, I can't, I, shoot, I don't know. I, 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 got, I got nothing right now, but there's always, and that's another thing, I, when you get it so often, you just start to ignore, yeah. and I've been here so long. <laughs> They're like, hey, well, I, one recently, hey, did you and Dr. Nader graduate together? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, actually. <laughs> um, all right, so take us back to your, um, your, someone said he, they can't hear him. Oh, his audio. It says your audio is not working. Yeah, it is. It is. I believe it is. Yeah, I can see it working right here. Um, yeah, but anyway. That's on the uh, Periscope. Oh, that must have been on the Twitter app. That might be their, their 
their stuff. All right. So I got a question, um, about baseball. Take us back to your baseball days. And we have some guys from Lake Charles that, that listen to the podcast actually. So, um, they were interested to know you moving from uh, Barb over to Baton Rouge. Um, and we're going to have another Barb player next week with, uh, Justin Vincent. So I feel like we have the, the, the most famous alums from Barb High School. Well, you didn't you didn't graduate from Barb, but two famous uh, attendees from Barb back to back weeks. But then tell us a little bit about your major league days too. Uh, yeah, so I I transferred after uh, was it 2006? Hurricane Rita had, or no, excuse me, it was 2005. Wow. So right. it had been fall of 2005, right after Hurricane uh, Rita, I believe. Yeah, Rita uh, was real bad over there, right? Yeah, my, and my parents got better jobs in, in Baton Rouge, and that was my, you know, I, I kind of moved to Zachary after that, and it was the number one school district, so, like, why not? Um, and, my, like I said, my parents upgraded. Um, mom got My mom got to start a new nursing program. I won't go on into, into that tangent, but um, went to Zachary, um, kind of started their program from the ground up. We didn't really have, like, our, for example, our press box was a deer stand. And now if anybody's been to Zachary recently, it's like a really nice park. It looks, it looks so, so good. Now, um, they, I think they even have turf on the infield. Um, oh, whenever, right. I, whenever I played on it, it was more like a cow pasture, at least my first, first year for sure. Um, but, uh, it got nice while I was there. And then obviously after, and you know, some, some people see that we had a good program. They start, you know, throwing money at you and helping you build up the program. And so, like they have, like I said, they have a very nice facility now. Uh, and then I got drafted, two thousand nine Pirates. Um, it was it was different. It was a cultural shock uh, being away from Louisiana for significant periods of time. Um, the hardest transition was bus rides, uh, in my opinion, because you know you're you're going eight, ten, twelve hours on a bus uh, across the country um, to play games. And sometimes, you know, I, off the top of my head, we played in Lakewood, New Jersey. Uh, we played a 19 inning game and so we didn't finish the game until about 3 p.m didn't leave the, the park until probably i don't know shortly after that right mm-hmm. well we had a 10 we had a seven hour bus ride and a 10 a.m game the next day and i'm pretty sure we moved it back to 11 because of they delayed it because of our previous night's game um but i had to pitch so <laughs> we literally we literally just showed up to the park um, and that was, needless to say, that was rough. And that's, that's, that's the, the side of baseball, especially in the minor leagues that nobody hears about. There's, it's not glamorous. You eat PB and J's about what 90% of the, the days you're playing baseball and, um, it's just different. And, you know, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, you know, trashing it, but that, that makes it almost in terms of playing, it makes it a little unrealistic because when you get to the big leagues, you, you got a mate, you got, I think starting pitchers are allowed to fly to the, to the, uh, the next city days before the game, just to get acclimated to the new time zone, whether it be a East coast, West coast thing, like it's so much different. Whereas, and you know, I, I like to use the bull Durham example where, you know, how they, how they're playing. It's a little bit of that. And I don't know if it's changed since I've been in the game, because I've heard they've changed a lot of things in terms of like, no clubbies, for example, are no longer played by minor league players. Uh, are tipped out. It's in, it comes straight from Major League Baseball, which is a minor thing. But um, there's a lot of changes that have happened just since I've been out of the game. And uh, but but those bus rides and and that um, I guess I could call it grind is just so different than than playing high school baseball. The longest trip you're gonna make in Louisiana is like 
three and a half hours if you're going from New Orleans to Shreveport or four hours. You know, it's nothing crazy, you know. But there is <laughs> some places I even heard in like the Midwest League, they have like 18-hour bus rides. It's insane. I couldn't even imagine. No. Um, that's that's rough. But uh, And then, like I said, I, I, I did well my first year. Um, I probably uh, should have stuck with a lot of what I did, uh, my mechanics and, and whatnot. If we're going to get technical, I should have stuck with a lot of what I did in high school, but I tried to, you know, I listened to a lot of advice and tried to change a lot of what I was doing because they were trying to mesh me into maybe something I wasn't, but I wanted to believe, you know, what they were telling me. So that probably messed with my delivery a little bit. And then, you know, eventually messed with my arm. I started having arm, you know, different arm problems here and there. And, um, and then ultimately, you know, I, I had every opportunity I could. And that's why I tell people when they ask me, like, look, I failed at baseball. I just, it just wasn't in the cards for me. I wasn't meant to, I wasn't meant to play baseball long-term. And honestly, after 2019, I'm not that mad about it, you know? Um, but I, I did, obviously I gave it my all. I have no regrets about baseball. It, it still kind of stings. I don't know if you can tell my demeanor. It still kind of stings to talk about it because I know how much time and effort and money and whatever I put into uh, baseball, but sometimes things just aren't, meant to work out and you know that was my dream but it was time to find a new dream you know and that's kind of the boat I fell in and uh the hardest part was just picking yourself back up because shoot like you're only a loser if you if you stay down somebody's gotta you know if you don't get up then and that's it what you know and I, I wasn't willing to I was down for a while and I you know I might have gone through a little bit of depression there but at the same time I was like I'm not gonna do this forever um but it was it was a game that was taken for me I felt like a little too early and, um, and, you know, like I said, I have, I have no regrets. I made, I met some great people. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I got to play a kid's game for money. <laughs> and, uh, so I, and I'm just fortunate enough that after that kid's game ended, I got to play another kid's game, you know, and put on another Jersey. And here we are talking about joking about maybe getting a seventh year, you know? <laughs> no, it, you've definitely turned that situation into like people, people now remember you like how many punters do we really think about um in college or at LSU anything like that like Zach you're like you're like a guy that's almost larger than life now uh with the LSU team and on on Twitter you're you're on fire man right (laughs) I just I don't know I'm honestly too quick I'm too quick to think sometimes like because I have no filter and I had to say about a lot of delete things I know because I realize that that Twitter has become it's become your best friend and your worst enemy. Yes, and you gotta be. It has to be carefully calculated sometimes. Have you tried Parlor yet? I I got on it, but it's just there's some weird stuff on there. I was oh, like, oh it's I, way out there. <laughs> I was like, I was on it for like a day or two, and I was like, all right, this is. I don't know if I like this. <laughs> we we uh, tried I, it for a second, but yeah, it's not for us. Yeah, I I prefer Twitter because um, I got I follow up the right accounts and I get the right news that I want to read. And I hate to say it, but like people don't have cable really anymore, um, so I don't watch news there anyway. And I'd rather read my news anyway because then you can get perspectives of, of a bunch of people instead of you know one you know outlet or whatever. And so right. that's kind of how I filter through information that may or may not be true or have some, tr- you know what I mean? I, I try to like be as well-rounded in finding out information as I can. And, uh, and I feel like that's a, that's a problem we have today with 
um, clickbait and you know all, all right. the issues. I think what I saw, I read literally read an article about this like two days ago. It said like seventy something percent of people click see and see a headline and don't even read the article oh absolutely they just form up an opinion based on a headline and then so, the guy who uh, wrote the article didn't actually make the headline so you have like a complete um misinformation that can happen it's almost like me whispering something in your ear and then you tell yeah, 20 other people telephone, right? what, yeah, what i said yeah. exactly so same thing but um you're a good follow man on twitter so very entertaining uh, we got to get Miles though. You got to tell him, man. You got to get Miles to to get his Twitter game up a little bit, right? <laughs> now, Miles. Miles likes to he likes to hunt fish, golf. He likes to have uh, he, that's his reset button. Mine's playing with my dog, and I'll fish a little bit, but nothing crazy. And um, but I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what what I'm going to do post athletics because like this has kind of been my outlet for so long now. It's just like kind of freaking me out. I'm like you're going to okay. run for office, right? <laughs> right. I was like, what do I, what do I do now? So I'm well, I, to, I'm, all right. We play a, uh, a game on our, on our podcast called guess miles Brennan's weight. Um, and we've been playing it for weeks and we'll have different, uh, different guests on and they can guess miles Brennan's weight. Um, you know, him really well. Have you ever seen him get on a scale and you've seen what his weight is? Yeah. Last time I, I know he's gained more weight since then. Last time I saw him weigh in, he was like 214, and I bet he's up to 217 or 18 now. All right, 217. That was it. That was Wait, it. really? Yep. Wow. Well, yeah, I think, we're, I think we're right there. I think we're there. Wow. Do you feel like he's too fat now? Uh, I need to start calling him Chunky because he is, he is chunky, thick. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a little thick, but, I mean, you need to be. You're going to take some hits in this league. Um, so I, I get it, and I know how hard – I know how hard it was for him to gain weight because I remember his sophomore year, yeah. he was he was drinking like two thousand pound or excuse me two thousand calorie milk or shakes every every day, and he would come in and not gain a pound. It was the most bizarre thing. I'm like, if I drink that, I'll I know I'll be five pounds heavier tomorrow. These like, young kids and their metabolism, you know what I mean? Yeah, but he's, me and you he's can finally, relate, right? Right, right. He's finally where he needs to be. Um, <laughs> But, well, good. Yeah, yeah, he's got it. He's well. He's he's outgrowing the name Slim Reaper, I think, already. Oh, yeah, so think he's getting. Uh, yeah, he's getting up there a little bit. Um, well, good. We again, man. We really, really appreciate your time. We want to have you as a, a future guest again, too, Zach. Okay, so uh, we're always going to be coming after you for info. And awesome. We, so yeah, and when we I'll, do I'll a political, rather, hopefully we can do it in person too at some point. Yeah, that uh, would yeah. be great, man. Hey, we have a, a helmet right in front of us over here, too. One day, I'm going to get you to sign that helmet. Every, every LSU player that I want to have on this podcast, I want to get them like, get a signature on that helmet. So I'll hook up with you one day, and hopefully we can make that happen, okay? Awesome. Sounds good. All right, bud. We appreciate your time, man. All right. Take, take care, fellas. Thanks, right, thanks for inviting me on the show. Absolutely. Exactly. All right. See you All right, guys, that was Zach Von Rosenberg, um, ZVR09. Um, audio may not have been working on yeah, live sounds, streams. Sounds like if you were watching live, you <laughs> Sorry couldn't about hear that. Zach. So I am the executive. I am the executive producer. Uh, so send your emails directly to me. Mm -hmm. um, 
Any formal complaints can be. It is what it is. That, I'm going to write a book one day, and it's going to be called "It Is What It Is" <laughs> by Matt Anderson. So, um, yeah. So hopefully it worked. But anyway, um, <laughs> I lo- I liked hearing his answers. I don't know if you guys did because you probably didn't hear it. But um, <laughs> we will have it recorded to where we can uh, play the audio tomorrow. Hopefully his. Because now we teased audio it, right? Is on there. We, 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 I think it is on there, but we've teased it now uh-huh. to where you Dang. really want to hear what he had to say now, right? Jesus Christ, what is he saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want to know. That was a good question. Oh, my God. So, the technology, man. Yeah. I'm too old for technology. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. As is Zach. Zach is, too. Yep. And me and him, I, I relate to Zach. Yeah. He, I wonder if his back is feeling all right because my back is feeling better. Mm-hmm. Uh, got my little shot last week. So I'm up and around. One of, one of my favorite times that I was following Zach von Rosenberg was when uh, uh, when they were replaying the national championship game. And uh, he punted like seven times in the game, which was like by far the most he punted all year. Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, boy, here I come out again. <laughs> and he would just, <laughs> just every, every, every time he, he came out to punt, he would he would tweet something. Oh, that's it was, so it was good. It's really funny. Um, I really enjoy, I really enjoy him. Um, it's so great to have a guy like a character like that. Cause I, I think of him as like a character, like a 30 year old punter, um, That's so funny. just getting ribbed. He's taking miles burning out for dinner now. Like <laughs> it, to me, that's just hilarious. Right. Yeah. And that he could possibly be a sixth or seventh year senior. Oh my God. <laughs> that's unbelievable. 32 years At 30. Old. Yeah. He's a 30 year old, you know, yeah. About to be senior right now, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, guys, I uh, really appreciate everybody that's tuned in. Um, but we are going to have this on um, Spotify, Apple, and all, all the likes. Also, go to our website to where you can see all of our old episodes and this one. Um, you can also go to our shop page. And again, huge shout out to Courtesy Automotive Group. They're our sponsors. We may have a new sponsor coming soon. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, starting next uh, week, I think. I heard about it. Yeah, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, and I already told Brandon. I said, hey, Brandon, you're my first. Yep. You'll you'll always be my first. This is still the Courtesy Automotive Studio? Still the Courtesy Automotive Studio that we're in, um, where my audio apparently doesn't work sometimes. Yeah. We'll have to get Courtesy. I mean, email Brandon Lejeune with any yeah. of your complaints. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so what else is going on? Uh, did you play golf this week? I played a couple times. So uh, the weather was perfect today where you could have played, right? Yeah, I definitely could have played today. So tomorrow doesn't look great, and then Wednesday for sure doesn't look good. Usually it's yeah. like before and after a hurricane. I mean, I got school and work now, so it doesn't even matter. Ah, school. Yeah. Facts. Are they going to be online? What's the deal? Not yet. Well, you I have, think that it, they I have think like they three are? online classes and two on campus. Uh and my on campus, I'm sure, will be moved online. Do you, uh, so? Do you swiftly? Do you think that you're going to go to school for a short, short amount of time, and then all school is going to be changed to online? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. And, and if not, it'll be like professor by professor. You know, I've seen multiple professors that are like, "Hey, we're going to switch to online for the semester." And okay. It's. I think it's just going to eventually be to where that there's so few classes that are on campus mm-hmm. that it's just not even going to matter right because there are some like labs and stuff that absolutely have to be on campus um yeah so. I, I know I, I think this is just a crazy year that you need to adapt 
And why put all these kids in bad situations or, or put your, your school in like a terrible PR situation? That's yeah. what it is more than anything. I don't think anybody's worried about, I shouldn't say that. I don't think people are, are as concerned about kids just getting so deathly sick from mm-hmm. this. I think they're more concerned about a huge outbreak and what does that look like for the state and especially with your flagship university and I'm, this is going all over the country. This is going on everywhere. Like yeah. North Carolina, same thing where they, right. they shut down the school, Michigan state, Michigan state just happened. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't playing football anyway. Oh, right. Yeah. But still another place where I think it was Vanderbilt. It was another one where they had some tests, um, <laughs> that came Vanderbilt back. Vanderbilt had a good amount of players that were up in arms about playing football or <sighs> something like that. It's kind of like what, Zach said about reading headlines and then not reading the articles. So you did the same thing. Yeah, I kind of did that. Oh there. goodness gracious! Well, I read the article and it was about Vanderbilt football, so I was like, I'm not clicking on that bullshit. Um, yeah, no, and I don't care about what Vanderbilt's going through I either right now. Really don't. Just move. Uh, I honestly, you're gonna have. I think if you're gonna have players that get sick this year, you just move on. You move mm-hmm. on. And are there gonna be? Is there gonna be a team out there that gets infected with like? 10 kids and they're, they're like big time play. Probably something like that's yeah. going to happen. Um, and you know what? You just have to keep going. It's kind of like I, major league baseball a little bit. I kind of think that's why the sec put that, uh, there's like a week in between the last week of the season and the sec championship. Okay. I kind of think they put that there in to, case there's a canceled game. Somewhere. Or, okay. Like a, a postpone until right. that's yeah, Move probably it to December 12th. I think that's a good the, idea. Um, yeah, I, I think that's going to happen, and I think you're probably going to have a case where one team has a good player that is out uh, for yeah. a game or two, and they have to they have to be out, and it's yeah. kind of like an injury report. I think we've said that a long time ago. Yeah, it's did. like just move on. And I think of Major League Baseball right now, where they have some teams that are played that have played I don't know how many games, twenty um, something games, and then you have another team that may have only played like ten to fifteen games, right? And are you going to, are they going to be able to get all their games in? I don't know. Um, but that's, it is what it is. Keep yeah. going. Um, I think that's the only way this is going to work. Um, I agree. Cause every, the news media, the national news media is going to be all over, uh, the first time some yeah. team has a little spike and it's like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I know we said last week that, uh, you know, Ross Dellinger is, uh, you know, he's just doing his job and whatever, whatever. But good Lord, he is annoying to follow on Twitter right now. Oh, he is. And he's, he's just Ugh. taking that company line of um, the Sports Illustrated line. Of, and I, I love Ross Dellinger. I, I really, really like do. him, too. And I, But right now, I couldn't get less of him. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like, yeah. he, he's just kind of... Uh, and shout out to Stephen Miller. He always says it's the Corona bros. He's one of those kind of guys. Um, yeah. I agree. I think that um, they kind of just need to chill out with the whole media circus and creating stories at this point. And then let's just let it happen. Let's let things – it's already been known. Like, we all know that the Big Ten rushed, rushed into a decision at this point. Stop trying to defend their decisions. Yeah. Um, there was nothing there to back up the reason why you needed to make that decision so quickly. Yeah. You could have let it play out. Right. The SEC is letting it still play out. If something happens between now and September 26th, trust me, the SEC will act. Yeah. But nothing's happened. 
So let it keep going. There's well, nothing wrong with that. That's so frustrating, too, to watch as, uh, you know, there are some Big Ten parents that want to protest the Big Ten's decision and all that, and that's their right. And then you have some Corona bro journalists that are like, these these uh, these parents don't know what they're talking about. The Big Ten's trying to keep their kids safe and all this and that. And it's just like, well, they have the right to their own opinion about their child's safety. They do. So, um, and if their child wants to play, and that's why I always went back to just let the kids pl- sign waivers if that's what you're worried about. Right. I don't understand what the problem is if they want to play. I also, I'm still waiting for the first shoe to drop with a player trying really, really hard and getting a lawyer involved to transfer from a large school to another large school saw, to play this year. I saw Lane Kiffin was like advocating for. Uh, Yeah, he wants that. For players to be able to transfer to the SEC. Absolutely. And I think that should happen. Um, I think the SEC got involved, right? Where Greg Sankey may have came over and said, that's not happening this year. I don't know if there was some, I don't know really, I didn't didn't read up enough on it to kind of know all the details on that. But I think there was something that that blocked it somehow, and I'm not sure where that was. Um, But I saw today where North Dakota State, is playing one oh, game. Yeah, they're playing against uh, Central Arkansas. One game. They play yeah. one game. So Trey Lance. Everybody's gonna be watching for Trey Lance, right? Why can't he transfer somewhere? Division Division it's Two, crazy. One Double A. He could transfer crazy. somewhere. Does he not want to? It well. Does it not make it, sense for him or something? Maybe he doesn't want to. I don't know. It it's just we were expecting this big mass exodus of of players, and I think part of what's keeping them. Where they're at is uh, the idea of having spring football. And maybe it's because there is a spring football potential that they wouldn't be allowed to transfer and get immediate eligibility. Because, like, well, you're already at a school that's going to play a season this year. Right. No, I get that. But they have to be able to get around that, right? Like, wouldn't a a good – I don't know. I don't know how the NCAA works. I feel like a good lawyer could get around this and, and, you know – Get yeah. something in place to where that kid could go play immediately, especially if it's a, a guy that's a senior, and there's no, there's no sure bet that you're gonna play in the spring either. Well, um, right, but those kids do have another year of eligibility. They do, but play. won't they? They would want to go to the league. I, I bet you there's some kind yeah. of way that they can get around this with monetary. It's kind of like when you get an insurance policy out if you're a junior going into your senior year. They can, uh, right, but you, you know, can't get that uh, money until after you're out of college. No, but I'm saying you can. They can get estimates on how much money they would be worth right. coming out that next year, and they could sue for those for that uh-huh. money. I I don't know. I'm just I'm just speaking out loud. I like to play hypothetical. Tight That's end. what we do. Alex King, you know that? Uh, yeah. He said, "I really like that tight end for Mississippi State." Who Who are you talking about, Alex? Tight end for Mississippi State. Oh, you want him? Is that what it is? Mississippi State? From is it Mississippi State or Michigan State? He said Mississippi know. State. I don't know who that is. Um Me neither. Maybe tight end Maybe he's talking about Penn State? Uh they got that uh I always wanted an Iowa Penn tight State's end. Penn State's got probably the best tight end in the country. I, I don't think we need a tight end. No, oh, yeah, no, I completely <laughs> agree. <laughs> I think we're pretty good. I'm just trying to figure out what the question is. Every week, every week I keep hearing about Eric Gilbert and uh the yeah. better and better I feel. 
Yeah. Uh, never that, not that I ever felt bad, but Pat um, Fryermuth. I think he's talking about Pat Fryermuth from uh, Penn State. From Penn State. Powers. No, maybe he is talking about Mississippi State. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the Miss, Miss, Mississippi State tight end. Or is Mississippi State going to use a tight end? That's yeah. a good question. Yeah. You what? They will in the passing game. Yeah. Oh, Why they're not? like four or five whites. If they got a good one. They're gonna. They're gonna. Mike Leach is gonna use whatever they got because they got nothing. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but I don't remember ever seeing a tight end in his. Yeah, he didn't recruit tight ends. No, I mean he but probably if had. He has one. I'm sure he'll use. He it. probably uses like 12, 13 wide receivers. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And running backs. He, really he usually does. has his running back score. Powers Warren. I think this is who he's talking about. Powers Warren. He's a junior. Looks like a beast. So who's gonna play? So. Uh, quarterback from Mississippi State. Now that we're on this Mississippi State train, yeah. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Stanford guy. Yeah, KJ Costello. Costello. Okay. Right. You think he's going to be pretty good for them? Yeah. I mean, he's going to put up a ton of yards just because I, it's, it's just I don't know who's catching the ball for him. So yeah. Right. I I have no idea and what their receiver. Kylan Hill is. is going to play. Yeah. Okay. Probably the top three back in the SEC or something like that. Right. Right. Um, Between him, Najee, and probably like Zamir White or something. Man, Najee Harris. Yeah, Najee's probably the best, and then I, I, I'd say it's between Zamir White and. What's Najee Harris's odds for Heisman Trophy? Not high, because he's a running back. It's a quarterback award. I would, I would look at it and I would seriously think about it, Go ahead. especially if it's like. Yeah, I, I would support that. Plus thousand, plus two thousand, something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd put a little bit yeah. on that. He doesn't have any uh, any pad step games, which are huge for running backs. Yeah, and um, Sarkeesian's still going to keep it open, especially with their wide receivers. Yeah. But, man, that dude is a beast. Ten SEC games, ten SEC defenses running against. Yeah. It's tough. But he's not going to have that you know Eastern Michigan game to have two. Do you feel like stats are going to be the key for a Heisman Trophy this year, though, or is it going to be like – going to be best player on the best team, probably. That, I kind of feel like that – that could be the case too. Most likely, yeah. Um, Unless, well, I mean, you know, there's a, there's always years though. Like Lamar Jackson, his, I mean, Louisville was what? Yeah, I mean, he basically Lamar just Jackson was just incredible. Same yeah, RG superstar, right? Um, there have been players like that. RG three, uh, Lamar Jackson, Johnny Manziel. Well, who would be those guys this year though? Like, I don't know. They all come. They all, all three of those guys came out of nowhere. Except right. RG three. Spencer Rattler. Yeah, they, I mean. I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be good. But well, not, I shouldn't say that. But I he's think he's going to be good. I just don't think he's that. I think he's a head case. He's gonna. He's gonna look great. Yeah. I, I don't know if he is good, but he'll look great. Well, and then he's the thing is, they're playing Big Twelve teams, and it's all Big Twelve opponents. Oh man, did you see that? PFF? You got tre- Trevor Lawrence, of course. You know PFF, the yes, the, the stat guys or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they came out with their their. They had five. Uh, their five all-conference quarterbacks. It was uh, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and th- those were the two ACC and Big Ten representatives. Right. And then I think it was Keaton Slovis for uh, USC for the Pac-12. Okay. And then Big Big 12 was Sam Ellinger, which I thought <laughs> was interesting. And yeah. Probably, probably. I guess that's right. fair and true. Right. But Rattler will have better – uh, that Rattler stats. will have better numbers, and people will probably say Rattler's better at the end so, of okay, the year. So, okay, give me the SEC. And then <laughs> you're not going to like it. It's Kellen uh, Mond. Nope. Mac Jones. I'll give you one more guess. Jamie Newman? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Get, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is why. All right, I, there's people like that. 
And then there's Vegas, right? Uh-huh. And Miles Brennan is the number one quarterback in the SEC Heisman odds. Yeah. Because they know what we know, right? Yeah. The, I don't know what, what these guys are thinking. Um, also, though, wasn't, wasn't there another Vegas odd that had us uh, over under six and a half? Yeah, that, that was updated quickly to seven and a half. Because everybody still too poured low. the money on it. Yeah. I mean. It's still too low at Eight seven and, and two is our baseline. I, I, and I and, keep saying and now that. I think I saw that it moved down to seven. Moved Could, down to seven? Yeah. Oh, I'll hammer that. Yeah, me too. Eight There's no way it goes under seven. I, and I've said it before, guys. I think we're going 10 and 0. I, I know that's crazy talk. And I know it's purple and gold sunglasses, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, but I look down that schedule and I can't see where we're going to definitely lose a game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Florida and Auburn will be on the road. Of course, those are tough games to play on the road, but I don't think you're going to have max capacity in either one of those stadiums. And we are going to come out like gangbusters going to play those two road games with not not 100% fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so say it's going to the Swamp and we play in front of, say it's 50,000. That's not the same as playing the Swamp max capacity. So a guy like Miles Brennan can go in there, be a little bit more comfortable. That's all we need, man. Yeah. Um, but then LSU Alabama, who knows what it's going to be like by that time. But it could be the, the roles reverse where Alabama comes in here and they we don't have a max capacity stadium. Um, but – I just feel like we're going to be so up for an Alabama game. It's right. hard for me to tell you that we're going to lose that one. With that Florida game, too, I mean, we just have nothing what? before that game. No. You got Mississippi State at home. Oh, it lines up perfect. At Vandy, Missouri. It lines up perfect. Florida and is again, going to Texas A&M right before they play us. And again, I go back to last year, and it took me a while to get my mindset right. And I know, I know Joe Burrow's not on this team. I know Joe Brady's not here anymore. I get it. But I know the offense that we're still running, and I know Miles Brennan has a, a cannon. And <laughs> we have tons of receivers. Right. Well, like, my thing is, like, what does Joe Burrow and Joe Brady have to do with this team? Because, <sighs> like, if you, if you don't think about them and you just look at this team, it's like, yeah, that's a good team. We are still going to outscore teams. And I actually think our defense is going to be better this year than it was last year. So it comes back to, okay, I already know what our offense is going to be able to give us. Can Florida score 24 to 30 points against us? They scored 28 last year, and it took the game of Kyle Trask's life to get there. Yeah, in a terribly called game by Yeah, David first Randa. half was awful by right. Aranda. Yeah. Um, so he, he finally figured it out a little bit. Yeah. But I feel like it got too cute. And all Mullen did was just kind of pick them apart with pits. I don't know what happened in the past week, but something just really made me feel sour about Dave Aranda's year last year. He he just there was so, a lot of there was a lot yeah he was so bad last there was year well when times. he can lock when he locked in and he it was almost like it's a little bit like the offense where finally when they figured it out. They figured it out. And it was the sure. same with the defense. Once sure. they got it figured out, it was locked down. It just took him so damn long to figure it out. Yeah, the, the adjustments took a little longer and putting guys in bad spots. The Alabama game is a great example at the end where there's no reason why Alabama should have been as close as they were to us right. at the end of that game. 
that and, was just bad, of, bad I, scheme I, on the defensive side. Yeah, uh, some of that I can I can you know kind of forgive because it's I mean Alabama had as good offense as anybody except for us, uh, but the touchdown that, that we gave up at the end with the press coverage that that made me so angry yeah absolutely. i mean there were so many times where we did that exact same thing i remember against ucf we were in press man coverage with like eight seconds left yeah in the half look i get it we're we we're had, uh, we're a man-to-man coverage team and like we seventh corner we play best with press coverage but there's times when you back right. off yeah. <laughs> like that's one of them right that's when you play like guy Number in the center four. field right. and yeah, yeah. yeah, it's dumb. That's uh-huh. just dumb. Yeah. Um, you know, it, but it, vice versa, it reminds me of a little bit of Polini when he first came to LSU. So when Polini first came to LSU, the first game that they played was Arizona state. And that was the hurricane game where we went to Arizona state and Polini was playing off. Like he was playing zone in a lot of coverage, things like that. I forget the kid's name, uh, the quarterback at Arizona State. They picked us apart. I think he threw for 350. Right. Yeah, maybe yeah. closer to 400 on us that first game, and Jamarcus bailed yeah, us out I, at the end. I know. I know After that game, Polini figured it out, and he played press coverage the rest of his career here. Um, but it, it took that one time to realize, okay, I have the athletes that I need to actually put – in this kind of situation. It was the opposite and, and though. It wasn't with, a little bit of that, the like less miles kind of, you know, saying like not letting him open up his defense all the way. <laughs> I don't I know about you that. saying something about that. Like less miles didn't really want Polini. Like, I don't know. I, I thought, I thought I remembered you saying something about that. Uh, I don't know if he ever, I don't know if miles ever dipped into Polini at all. Okay. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I think I thought Pol- I remembered you saying that. I think Polini was just coming in thinking that that was what was going to work against a team like that, and uh-huh. it basically slapped him in the face, saying, mm-hmm. "I don't have zone coverage players. Just I have blitz the straight ass man to man guys, and I need to be aggressive as I'll get out." Uh-huh. And that's why I think he's going to come in and he's going to know exactly what he needs to do with this kind of athlete. Yeah, um, I can't wait to. I can't either, man. And I'm hearing Jacobus more and more Stevens stuff about into a Laurent Landry type of guy. Oh, for sure. And I'm hearing more and more about Damone Clark and Jabril Cox and how they're just going to be monsters. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I saw Jacoby Stevens actually was talking about how smart of a player Jabril Cox is and how he's so excited to play alongside him. Yeah. That's I mean, it, you got a guy who's got so much experience being able to step into this. And, you know, a guy like Jabril Cox, think about it. Like, he's, he's stepping into the highest level of competition he can be in at this time and you know, he's got to be stoked, right? Like he's got to be coming in thinking I finally got to the place where I could really showcase myself um, and think how much that's going to do for his draft stock to be able to trans. He was already pretty highly uh, thought of coming out of North Dakota state. Now coming over to LSU, if he's able to to put production on the board at LSU, his senior year, just coming in like that, um, he's going to shoot up the boards. So, yeah, I mean, there were guys saying that, uh, Zach just asked if that was live. Uh, <laughs> there were guys saying last year that uh, going into the draft that Jabril Cox would have been a second-round pick. So you just add a second-round draft pick to your team, basically. Right. Which is great. It is. And, I mean, I mean maybe maybe he was only a second-round pick because he hadn't played against 
elite talent yet, and now he's coming to play with elite talent so that he can prove that he's the first-round pick. It's just it's very exciting. Another question from Alex King. Uh, he asked what we think of uh, Chris Curry's uh, hands, if, if we think he's uh, good at catching passes. And I if, go back and watch I think the – uh, I think he is. Go back and watch the Oklahoma game. Burrow dumped it down to him a few times, and he, he looked very fluent catching the ball. I yeah, I, I see – all right, so a couple of things with the running backs. I see Chris Curry as being as close as you can – I know he's he's very aggressive runner. I get all that. But I, he reminds me a little bit more of Edward Zelayer than any of the other backs that we have. Really? Um, I feel like he's more well, scat backish because of his size. Um, I do think he can run up the middle and all that kind of stuff. You're excluding Cavantre Bradford. I am. I haven't seen him yeah, play. So, okay. I, yeah, I haven't seen him play. I don't know much about him. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that what he's, he's, he's the, the comp of Elaire? Yeah. So, I then also see um, John Emery as being a complete home run hitter in the passing game. Screen passes, things like that. Um, I could see him lined up uh, out in the slot on a, on a linebacker um, doing like a little – you know, who, who did you say? I'm sorry. John Emery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could see him being that great role yeah. with that. Then I could really see Price being Price Davis being your like bruiser up the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though Chris Curry can do that, I think Chris Curry right. is probably a little bit quicker than probably Davis Price is. Yeah. Um, that's I, that's just what, what that's, I'm thinking. I'd never thought of Chris Curry as kind of like scattish, but that actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, it, it, that'll depend on. Uh, how well Cavantre Bradford does because if Cavantre Bradford's there to to do that kind of thing, I think he'll slide right into that scat back role. Yes. Uh, although he he's not he doesn't look like a typical scat back. He's six feet tall, one hundred eighty pounds. You're talking about John Emery? No, Cavantre Bradford. Oh, Bradford. He's okay. tall. He's a pretty tall dude, and he's got he's. Got, I watched this. I never watched his highlight his high school tape before. He's got really good hands. Like he was I'm like, just he I'm was wondering like Austin guys. I'm wondering how he gets on the field. I, I hear it all. I understand, but how does he get on the field? I do over? I do get a little too into uh Cocho's talk, but Yeah, cuz you know uh, how it is. He, he It's he, a lot of coach speak. Yeah, for sure. He talks it up. Um yeah. uh, and I think he adds guys to discussions sometimes so that uh so that other guys in front of them feel the pressure to of competition, basically. Right. I don't I, – four backs, I don't see how that would – I don't know. I, I almost feel like it would be getting the people out of rhythm. Um, yeah. And it, I'm wondering it, how they yeah. how they play yeah. that. I, I would I could easily see how we would have a package for three backs. Um, I, it kind of reminds me of, uh, of 2012 when you kind of went into the season. You had Kenny Hilliard and Alfred Blue and Jeremy Hill. And yeah. Uh, Spencer Ware, Michael Ford, and then but they Jeremy all, they Hill. All, they all played during the year, and then middle of the season, Jeremy Hill has the big game against South Carolina, and he just completely takes over the running back position completely, and no one else even sees any touches hardly. Right, I could see something like that happening, and I would say John Emery would be that guy. I would think so too. I know a lot of. I, I was very excited to see John Emery last year, um, and. Of course, Clyde Edwards-Elair, he, he completely exceeded all of my expectations because I, I was actually – I wasn't as high on Edwards-Elair at the beginning of last season. I mean, but I, was, I was about as high on Clyde as anybody I knew, and he even exceeded my expectations. I mean, I didn't see first-round pick. I never 
I never thought of him like that ever. Right. Um, yeah, Zach is, is now getting into Twitter. Uh, we'll call it Twitter beef with Preston Guy on I Twitter right now. So, uh, again, we had Zach Von Rosenberg on the show earlier, guys. Um, we will um, – <laughs> yeah, so I, I just saw his reply again. We had him on earlier. We may have had some audio difficulties with Zach on the show, but we will have him uh, recorded on our podcast that will we'll air tomorrow. Um, again, yeah, again, big shout out to our sponsor, courtesy automotive group, courtesy Buick GMC. We're live from the courtesy automotive studio and we're presented by courtesy automotive group, Brandon Lejeune. So guys follow us on Facebook. Uh, whenever I post our, uh, episodes on Facebook, I also tag Brandon Lejeune at courtesy automotive group. Give him a follow. Also. He is pumping out vehicles out of Lafayette, and you're trying to show the uh, fan where you're trying to – here. Ball. here I'll give you a fan. Give me the ball. No, there you go. The Hold the fan up. Yeah, fan yourself. There you go. Uh, Brandon Lejeune, he will deliver cars to you as well. So hit him up. He posts deals all the time. He can get a deal for you. Uh, he can work the numbers for you while you're in Baton Rouge, New Orleans, wherever you're at. Um, but then he can actually set it up to where he'll deliver it straight to you. It's the best deal ever. It's the best way to, to get a car these days, especially with Corona going on. Um, and with hurricanes, uh, I think he was at work today, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he, um, may be off tomorrow and Wednesday with the storms coming in over at his way. So I'll have yeah. to check in with him. <laughs> I'll make sure he's okay. Um, we had sunny skies here. I don't see any wind blowing right now in Baton Rouge, but hopefully everybody stays safe uh, for the next couple of days. Um, and we will be back uh, Thursday night. We'll be on the SEC Bias podcast. Yeah. Maybe Friday night. I'm not sure if we're going to have that yet, but that oh, right, might be uh, for our high school show. And we we'll might try to do a high school Friday Night Lights kind of episode in the future here soon. Uh, maybe showcase a little some of these high school teams. Um, and then next Monday, next Monday, oh, right. possibly Justin Vincent, guys. Right. Um, he couldn't make it this week, so uh, Zach kind of uh, pinch hit for us today. And then uh, hopefully we have uh, Justin next week. So, again, guys, we really appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Um, and check us out on uh, Twitter, One Team, One Pod. We got YouTube. Wait, uh, hold on, hold wait, on. Wait, we got another – we got somebody saying something? <laughs> LSU sports fans uh, asked a few minutes ago, offensive line, and then I, f I forgot to bring it up. But uh, <laughs> and they said, O-line, question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh, so uh, they really want to know. <laughs> they, they really want to get It's a real deal. They okay. really want this question We'll stop again. our outro. What's, uh, what's the question? Just feels like there's question marks everywhere. That's what they said. Offensive line? Yeah. So here's what I, I'll say okay. about the O-line. Go ahead. Uh, center was probably my biggest question mark. And Miles Brennan has said that Liam Shanahan is great and he loves the – Yeah, I'm he, feeling he super loves, confident with Liam Shanahan. And it feels like he just stepped right in and it was like a – you know, maybe everybody was a little tense and then it just kind of like, oh, yeah, like, all right, we have we have the guy yeah. now. Chase and Hines was going to be the guy. Right. And now you can kick Ch Chase and Hines out to guard and give guard a little bit more. It, it just has I so think much we depth have, everywhere. I think we have way more depth this year than we had last year because you have Cardell Thomas. Um, it sounds like um, 
Cameron Wire. Cameron you got Doomerville Duma, and they tackles. Say Dumerville's great. Yeah. Uh, Derry Rosenthal is is apparently called him a first round pick. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. You might you might improve at left tackle after losing Sadiq, which is crazy. Well, I don't. Yeah, I I, think I say might. You just need you just need somebody solid right there, which sounds like a little too much again. But I mean, let's let's go back to this. Are you more solid feeling with Derry Rosenthal than you are with Austin Deculus? Yes, I am too. Well. I feel like this. I feel I, like there's a bad shot a towards Deculus. I'm a little but hard on Deculus sometimes. I am too. Like, he gave up he, a couple of he's plays. He's improved so much every single year. He has. I'm sure, I'm sure he will again. I this think year. we still think of two years ago with Deculus. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I definitely do. Um, and yeah, that that 2018 O line definitely underperformed, uh, but I think that they were very good. And then you saw with a good offense that offensive. So line was Cardell great. Thomas, his second year at LSU. Would, coming out of high school, his second year, would you have thought he would have been starting by now? Yes. I would have, too. And I, I don't think that's a shot I thought that Cardell by the Thomas. end of 2019, he'd be starting because he's – dude, he's just a mauler. I think with Ed Ingram coming back, it changed everything. Yeah. And now with Liam Shanahan coming, I feel very, very secure well, with our offensive team. Cardell got I know he did, but sure. well, with Ed Ingram coming in though, that was just it took a spot. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. you had to play the guy. He was too, he's too good. Yeah. Um, but now you got a guy like Cardell Thomas who could probably start for most SEC teams. Ed Ingram might be the best guard in the country. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Um, he really might be. I mean, he could be. I could see him working his way up into the early second round. So you also have Bradford as a, a backup guard. So to me, you have a lot of depth. So if Shanahan goes goes down, um, you have Hines. You can you can plug Hines right in, uh, and we haven't even mentioned Anthony Bradford. That's what I'm saying, Bradford. Oh, yeah. Did you just say him? I just said him. So, so Anthony was, Bradford was, was also reading. a backup guard. So to me, you have a lot of depth in the middle of your line. Um, right. Maybe a little less on the outside, or maybe less experience on the outside. But it sounds like you have a lot of good talent in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I think we're more we're loaded in the middle. I I don't know. I just I, I again this goes back to who do we who do we have? Are you just looking at what we lost last year, or are you not seeing what we have coming back? Right. Um, and it's 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 hard to it's hard to keep track of a team that you don't follow, like what their depth looks like. You know, right? Because like if you follow the team as closely as we do as fans, then like yeah, we know. Anthony Bradford is a is a beast. Well, you start looking at guys that were so highly touted coming out and they can't see the field. Sometimes that is something to do with those those kids and they just don't pan out, but a lot of times it's because there's guys that are pretty good that they can't pass up. Right. And let's let's when look at you go fifteen and oh, it's probably the latter. I saw Trey Palmer uh posted today because it's thirty three days until football season. So Trey Palmer was the number thirty three that, that people were, were spotlighting. Uh-huh. Trey Palmer's a great example of that. Uh, five star coming out. Um, he is probably our fourth wide receiver at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, isn't, no, probably about it. He is. So yeah, he, he's. I wouldn't be shocked to see him beat out Racy, but yeah. It uh, sounds like Racy McMath is just on a whole diff- different level right now. Yeah, yeah. And there's no way you there's no Trey, way you're beating out the other two. So yeah, um, I just think Trey Palmer is a really good route runner, and if he improves his hands, then that's he's another that's another place where there's there's 
such depth that you have guys that are just sitting back there and nationally and all these other places, they're just looking at, oh, well, you lost Justin Jefferson. So what are you going to do to replace him? They don't even have any idea what we have back mm-hmm. behind him. They don't even know who, probably who Terrence Marshall is because he was our third wide receiver yeah. last year, and he could start for anybody. Yeah. So uh, that's where it's like, okay, we are loaded, guys. Um, obviously, I think our weakest positions are probably offensive line. Um on the offense, yeah. I should say, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I think running back is still a question – not question mark. I just don't it's think just, we use the running back the, the same way that a lot of teams do. Um, if you get these guys in space, man, um, that's, that's what our offense is about, is getting guys in space. Yeah. Any other questions from uh, LSU fan? Uh, no. He, well, he said uh, Bradford he hasn't seen play a down in college yet, though. That's Which is w- fair. Why? Why? Because uh, Adrian McGee and yes, who else did we have? Because other guys. Who else did we have? So you've seen Chase and Hines play, right? Yeah. He looks pretty good. Yeah, he looked good his freshman year. The only person you haven't seen play is uh, Liam Shanahan. Right. And everybody sounds like they're just thank God Liam Shanahan's here. Right. I feel about every position on the entire team. It's like. Bring up any position and tell me why you have doubts. I can tell you why. That's yeah, absolutely. Why I can clear those up for you real quick. And it goes back to, all right, you tell me a game that you have doubts that we're not going to win this year. I can tell you why I am confident that we're going to win that game. It, yeah. It's the same thing. If I had to pick one position, though, that I have the biggest question mark about, I would say pass rush. I. Yeah, I can see that because you don't have proven guys. No, um, I think I think what th- I think this is what's perfect about Bo Pelini. I, I think we have plenty of talent. Th- I yeah. think this is what's perfect about Bo Pelini. Yeah. He's going to bring blitz packages yeah. that you hadn't seen with Aranda, and yeah. Aranda could bring great blitz packages. Right. Um, the the it's, Marcel it's, Brooks package that he would bring in, I loved, but yeah. and he would still rush four sometimes, and all he was doing was a twist up front. It wasn't anything complicated. Uh-huh. But, man, Polini is going to bring linebackers. He's going to bring uh, safeties and off the edge. I think he, I don't think he's going to do anything too complicated, though. He's, it, it's, it'll probably be simpler than what Dave Aranda was trying to do, but yes. it'll just be more aggressive. It'll just be more. When you have guys like Stingley, Flott, Ricks on the outside, you play man up and you bring the heat. Yeah, and, you never, got like, and you got a guy like Stevens who can roam everywhere. I, you're lined up perfectly you're for a see, super aggressive defense. You're never going to see that cage blitz again that no. Randa liked to do. Like we did the entire game against Texas. Right. Like that drove me nuts. No, it, you 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 totally played in their hands with a yeah. defensive like that. Yeah. A defensive game plan like that, right. I should say. Um, and Chason couldn't do anything against that tackle because they were trying to keep him one-on-one against that tackle, and that tackle ate him up in that game. Mm-hmm. We're not playing him this year, of course, but um, – I, I sure am disappointed that we don't get to play him. I was Rose really looking forward to it. Well, him. he's more disappointed. He's crying. He's crying, yeah. I didn't cry. All right, guys. We're really going to wrap it up now. Do we have another question? <laughs> we have two more questions. All right, come on. Give it Give it. All right. Well, how many times will Bo Pelini lose his temper? I'd say none. Oh, uh, how many times will he lose his temper? Yeah. Yes, he's going to lose his temper quite a few times. <laughs> like, I, I'm talking to – I think – I well, the way I read it was like – uh. The typical Nebraska, like, going crazy, crazy. Oh, I love. I don't think that'll happen. 
like the viral yes it will losing your mind moments he will chew somebody's ass out in your face no apologies needed um that's Bo Pelini I'm all for it and that's why players love him actually what's the other question uh, the other question was do y'all know of any players injured it's like lightning round yeah I like it Uh, I do too any players I, injured? I haven't heard of any players injured. I uh, heard Grant Delpit was hurt today. Oh, jeez. That's, That's terrible. Tough. I, know. I heard it's an Achilles, man. I know. So Ugh. Got carted off the field. Um, oh I haven't heard anything from LSU injury-wise. Um, not that I'm in the know or anything, but um, <laughs> I think we had heard somebody say something. Uh, Austin Deculus was out on – Last month, you think that was the coronavirus, and it's the coronavirus. It's absolutely <laughs> the coronavirus. He was out with me. undisclosed reasons, and, and then, then they, and, and then, then oh, two or three players are out with the coronavirus. Huh? Like, yeah. So Jack magically are we able puts to put two and two together. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So we think Austin Austin Deculus was out for a couple of days for that. Yeah. I should have asked Zach about uh, testing. I'm sure they. I mean, he's getting tested like crazy. Man, how right? aggravated were you when he told us he wouldn't tell us uh, of any of the other freshmen? Oh, I know. God. Or like what players he's saying. I I I don't want everybody to know. Yeah. I was about to to just say like, please. (laughs) Just give us something. Who is the Kevin Falk starter running back? Kevin Falk starter running back? We had just talked about it. uh, How it reminds me of 2012 with you got a loaded backfield and a bunch of really good players. And I think if someone's going to break out of the pack, I think uh, John Emery, just based on his – the amount of talent he has. <sighs> well, we've been saying that for a long time with John Emery, so I feel like I need to see it now oh, yeah, to believe it. A, I, I don't, I don't know. Freshman, so. I, to me, Davis Price is uh, a complete running back. Yeah. Um, hey, now, I, someone said the other day that he reminds him of Jeremy Hill. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and, uh, yeah, but to I, me, I had said that before. Chris Curry, there's something about him, and it was so evident in that Oklahoma game where obviously he could run people over, but I just saw a quicker scat back also that could fit in this offense very well, especially like in a shotgun, you have a one back set. Um, you got a guy's coming out, going in motion. I, I see a guy like him doing very well. Then I also see John Emery, of course, going out wide and getting a mat, being a matchup nightmare against a linebacker or somebody like that or a safety. Yeah. Um, to me, it's about matchups for this offense, and guys like that are going to be matchup nightmares. Yeah, uh, especially, all right. So here's another thing: you split everybody out wide, right? And you have Davis Price back in uh, with maybe a five to six man box. Um, you, you see a guy like that just bulldozing his way around. Yeah. It will, what I'm excited about is, man, our freaking comments are blowing up here. Here we go. All right, uh, lightning round. Uh, no questions here. They're just talking about Chris Curry on here. Okay. Uh, what was I about to say? Oh, what I'm excited about is like, we're going to be able to go like with some like 12 personnel this year. Right. You know, and you just, you get, uh, you get Cole Taylor in there, you get Eric Gilbert in there. And like both those guys are excellent receivers. Uh, Cole Taylor, let's pump the brakes. Right. What? Pump I mean, the brakes. Why? Because he's a freshman. I understand he, he's, he's six seven, six, 240, and he's like it, all the eyes and everything. Where's Jamal Pettigrew? I agree. You don't have depth there, but are, are we really going to see two I'm tight end sets? almost certain Jamal Pettigrew left because he was the third tight end. You really think we're going to have two tight end sets going on right now? I, I think you could. Why wouldn't you? 
you got two receiving threats like those two guys, and then, you know, you put them both in, and you're very versatile on offense now. You get those two plus Terrace Marshall and uh, Jamar, obviously. Right. Any of the three or four tight ends. I mean, th- three or four uh, uh, running backs. I, I don't want us to get in the weeds of – not us, but, like, I don't want LSU to get in the weeds of trying new packages. Oh, I'm not – I'm just saying, like, for a, a couple plays here and there. Like, yeah. You know how, like, everybody got excited about having, like uh, – something went wrong. It's not your fault. Uh, maybe it's just my computer. Uh-huh. Um. I don't. I just don't want us to get in the weeds of like trying different things uh, to be different, and we get yeah. away from the things that worked so well last yeah, year. I, I think of it more as like how people got excited about having, for some plays here and there, having Tyler Shelvin and Apu Ika on the field at the same time. I I, I kind of think of it like that. Right. Right. Uh, so. All right. I'm really doing an outro <laughs> now. Cutting it short. We're cutting it short tonight. <laughs> hour and 30 minutes uh again guys check us out on uh spotify apple anywhere you can find your podcast look us up one team one podcast also go to our website one team one podcast.com um it is matt and jack we're gonna be back with episode 27 coming up either later this week or early next i'm not sure yet depends on (laughs) storms i think Uh, my voice is going up high all right guys you guys have a great night And we will talk to you later.